Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 10 a.m. Connection. So I want to say welcome again and thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this uh, podcast. I'm going to try to keep it uh, short and sweet. A lot of them have been long and all of this stuff, but I'm just led to just kind of navigate a a different way now and that I'm learning different things. So I just want to thank you guys for staying tuned and I just appreciate your support. So this month in April, we are focusing on patience. And if you like us on Well Valley, you can check out on like us on or follow like us on Facebook on Well Well Valley, and um, also on Instagram you can follow us and you'll kind of get daily questions, kind of support your daily life, and it's just a kind of it's the teaser of kind of the works that we do in Well Valley on uh, the Christian and secular side, so community and. Um, works we provided to the world and then works that we provide, um, to our people, to the body. And so, um, yeah, so here we go. Uh, today I want to talk to you about the pruning and I'm just going to read from you from my blog at, um, be so honored. Um, if you were to check out my blog, my story, but it's 365 days at the well, that would be super awesome. <laughs> uh, anywho, this is an opportunity for me to read it to you just to kind of give you an idea of what I do. Um, I, I love to write. I love to journal. And so God has taken me on a journey for a while on how to navigate certain things. And so if you'd like to check out 365 Days at the Well, um, you can go to so this is basically transparency in my journey at the well with Jesus. So my story at the well.wordpress.com. One word, my story at at the well, T H E W E L L dot wordpress.com. And I'll um, go ahead and put that in the description of this podcast. Um, I would really like the support, appreciate it, and love it if you liked and followed and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I would truly appreciate it. So, anywho. Let me go ahead and dig in. It's called the pruning and um, why we suffer. I've got this. um, I was reading during one of my devotionals um, from Bishop T.D. Jakes called from his book, um, Crushing God Turns Pressure into Power. Um, I've provided the link in the um, in my blog because it's actually it's a new Bible study in the Version app. So, um, yeah, check it out. There's also some from Chris Tomlin and just awesome, cool stuff out there. So I encourage you to just, you know, add some tools into your daily life. Uh, So why we suffer? When we suffer, we seek answers. Perhaps it's the desire to regain some semblance, semblance, right, of control over circumstances that remind remind us of our utter powerlessness in certain realities. Or maybe it's just our human longing to believe that everything happens for a reason. We believe that all the details of our lives should fit together like puzzle pieces revealing significance beyond anything we can see from our surface perspective. For those of us that trust in the goodness and sovereignty of God, this compelling need to understand why certain events occur is no less stringent. Stringent, excuse me. 
Even as we cling to the promises of divine truth, we scrutinize our natural world for answers that require supernatural solutions. Somehow we inherently believe that if we can understand the motivation and contextualization of our crisis, then we can contain it, reduce it, and eliminate it. Rarely, and I want you to focus on that, um, this specific, um, somehow we inherently believe that if we can understand the motivation and the contextualization of our crisis, then we can contain it, reduce it, and eliminate it. I want you to just hone in on that for a little bit. Rarely do we, next paragraph is, um, rarely do we glean the understanding or revelatory insight we crave in the midst of our suffering. From my own experience and the privilege of walking alongside others during their most painful losses, I've learned that grieving is not the time to look for answers. It takes all of your energy just to survive the turbulence of the loss. And truth be told, there is no philosophical or theological comprehension that can adequately articulate the pain radiating from one whose soul cries out in silent sorrow. How is this, how is it that the righteous suffer? I ask that. How is it? Well, I don't. uh, Bishop asked that. Throughout the history of humankind, we have wrestled with the why behind our losses. Across the pages of the Bible, we see this question posed again and again. Even the psalmist contemplated why the wicked seem to prosper while the faithful suffer. Answering the question is crucial to your recovery from life's crushing blows. For you see, the difference between pruning and punishment is intention. It's not figuring out how one suffers something different than someone else. It's looking at why they suffer. Both sufferings look and feel almost the same. For many gazing up a Golgotha, she saw two men. For Mary, excuse me, for Mary gazing up a Golgotha, she saw two men being crucified beside her son, screaming, bleeding, and crying out in the delirious spasms of excruciating pain. Despite their resemblance, there was a crucial difference. Two were being punished and one was being pruned. So from that reading, I was just totally moved and took it into reflection. Um, And of course, reflection is is consistent, right? It's apparent to what you're currently going through. And with Well Valley and my personal life and everything that I'm journeying through with God and just navigating and being pruned, let me tell you, um, when I read this, pruning came to mind. Oftentimes we view suffering as a process that we cannot endure. We do not want to go through hard works, no pain, no gain, right? Well, easier said than done. In this world, we have been led to believe that things are easy. This world has blinded us by social media. Excuse me, the prep, the setup, and takedown of actual YouTube videos is just the creation alone is hard. It takes time, talent, and for some, it's gifts. 
I say this because there are people in this world who use social media for the advancement of God's kingdom. You think God didn't know that social media was going to ruin the relationships between families? Look at the generational gap. Youth and elders are so far separated. It is ca- it has caused wisdom in the church to become so prideful. It's actually strength church to become so prideful is actually strengthening the youth instead of actually strengthening the youth with love and wisdom the whole mentality of well I learned the hard way so you have to got us use honestly it just got us to this point at some time in our life right it got us to this exact point that whole mentality got us to that point So we all have generations struggling and afraid of the pruning process because of the separation of the church. This is my focus when reading it led me to this. So the title of Bishop's Bible study is in the version Bible app. It paints this picture for me. And the picture is prune is defined by dictionary.com as to cut or lop off twigs, branches, or roots, to cut or lop super, uh, just fake or undesired twigs, um, branches, roots, trim, rid, clear, uh, to remove anything considered undesirable. Hello. Uh, used with object is one of the basically it's included in the verb because um pruned is uh or actually prune is pruning is it's verb used or pruned it's a verb used with an object so because of that um this stands out for me because the process of which we are trained in enduring the pruning process comes from the wisdom in the church the elders and the youth are so far removed that pride has allowed has allowed God's wisdom in enduring, persevering, and crucifying of flesh to be withered away and dried up as a prune. So click the link to catch it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been through this journey of trying to figure out, like, why is the separation so difficult for people? Why are we struggling with the communication gaps? Why are we doing all of this? And... I'm just, it's on my heart to bridge the gap and find the connection and get the youth and the elders. I honestly don't believe that the breakthrough or the the things of this world are coming from the youth. I actually believe it's the bridge. What we need to do as a body of Christ is form together to bridge the gap that the enemy has worked really hard in doing and stopping the elders from dropping seeds of wisdom into our youth. See, let me give you this example. What I see is there's this amazing movement of grandparents raising children. And it's, well, Valley is in the works of processing and connecting and doing a lot of things to support that movement. There's been so much break in the families and separations because of, you know, just various things, uh, drugs, divorce, marriage, infidelity, all of these things that separate parents. And then it ends up putting the, and I want to say the responsibility 
of the grandparents raising the grandchildren because the parents are too wrapped up in their chaos to raise the children. So that's the devil, okay? So that is actually a fact of what's going on in our world. Those things are actually happening. And so my point is to bridge the gap and connect the elders with the youth and making amazing things like having fun. Like we have this networking thing coming up and I say networking, but it's a connection. Um, It's called the Connect and Grow program. And so I'm working on some things. And so, you know, I'm in prayer about it. I'm not led to release too much information. But the whole goal of the Connect and Grow is for individuals to learn how to connect and grow on all different levels. Okay. And because if you're an elder, you are, you are wise. You have gone through pruning processes In order for you to be walking in authority as an elder, you have gone through pruning. You have endured things in your life. Second John states, and I'm going to read the elder to the chosen lady and her children whom I love in the truth and not I only, but Also, all who know the truth because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever. Verse three, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the father and from Jesus Christ, the father's son will be with us in truth and love. Verse four, it has been given, it has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth. Just as the Father commanded us. Verse 5. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Mm, love casts out all things, all fears. Verse 7, and this is Second John. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ are coming in the flesh, have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teachings has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your chosen sister send their greetings. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, everything is in love. The separation of the elders and the youth, we need to flood that gap and that separation with love and support and kindness and bridge that gap because 
our youth deserves, they are destined for the amazing journey, (coughs) excuse me, of pruning, being pruned. It is the hardest thing that we will ever go through in our life as Christians, as believers in the gospel of love of Jesus Christ. It is the hardest thing we will ever endure. But take heart because he's overcome the world. By the separation of the gap, we are taking away the opportunity for the of the elders instilling seeds of wisdom to empower so that our kingdom is prepared for thy kingdom come. We have jobs to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not walking in love, you don't know Christ. If you are speaking to people and telling them all of their wrongs, that's not love. And believe me, I've, I've crucified my flesh many times over in this process. Love, 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 love. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope this blesses you and just gives you a reminder of what love is. Love casts out all fears. I love you and I pray this 10 a.m. connection supports your divine connection and I pray you dig further and go deeper with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I leave you. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as we transition out, I want you to hear this song with the generation and the gaps. I pray this blesses you, but it's just to let you hear it from a different perspective of the pain that is actually amongst us. This song is was a popular song growing up and it actually hit me. I used to listen to it all the time. And now that I look through the lens of Jesus, my... I just, I just pray that you look through the lens differently. God bless you.